Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, hope you're having a good day so far today. So during the time of Exar Kun's war against the Jedi, Darth Sion was a human male who served the infamous Dark Lord as one of his Sith marauders. He was strong in the dark side and a ferocious warrior that had a peculiar mania and disgust towards his own body. He despised the fragile limitations to pain and damage that all humans have to such a degree that his hate for his perceived weaknesses drove him to fixate entirely on pain. Pain became the source he would draw on the dark side from. Thus, Darth Sion became the Lord of Pain and went into battle with the Jedi openly seeking death. Because Sion was such a violent combatant, the death he sought did not come, as he continued to defeat every enemy he encountered. Instead, his tolerance towards pain grew and grew, to the point that Sion gradually started to believe that he was immortal. But of course, eventually, he did come across a Jedi able to match his power and was struck down in battle. However, he did come back from the dead. As he lay there, finished on the battlefield, the pain within him only surged to such agonizing extremes that it pushed him to rise again and strike down his very surprised killer. His body was dead, but through his anger and his hate, and most importantly, his constant excruciating pain, the dark side allowed him to hold his decomposing body together. Though from that point on, he always had to concentrate on his rage and never-ending pain to keep going, Sion had in fact become immortal. Exar Kun was eventually defeated and his Sith Empire collapsed, but Sion remained. The Mandalorian forces that had served the Dark Lord would, through the decades following their loss, unite under a new Mandalore, the title was given to the top Mandalorian chieftain, and begin another conquest of the Republic. The warrior clan devastated every world they invaded, until a Jedi named Revan used his power and military genius to lead the Republic to victory, only for him in turn to fall to the dark side and become a new Dark Lord of the Sith. So, the Mandalorian War came to an end, only to be replaced by a new war under a Sith Empire. Pleased with the outcome, Darth Sion joined up with Revan, but like with Exar Kun, this empire was not to last either. As the collapse happened, Sion was on Korriban, at the Sith Academy observing his fellow Sith turn on one another. This was in keeping with Sith nature, but 
Sion was surprised that it was Revan himself that had betrayed the Sith and destroyed what he had built when he was redeemed by the light side and was once again a Jedi. Some of those Sith Lords that survived either declared themselves warlords over their own smaller territories or withdrew into the unknown regions, but not Darth Sion. Again, he remained, but he wasn't the only one. A former Jedi Master of Revan's who had also fallen to the dark side named Darth Treya, which I'm gonna make a video on as well, she was this elder woman and she was very strong in the Force and she was searching the galaxy far and wide for what she termed wounds in the Force. That's right, she was looking for wounds in the Force. And Sion was one such wound. She was forming a Sith team, kind of like uh, the Avengers, I guess, but just on the dark side. And she was doing this on the dark side planet of Malachor V with the aim of eradicating the Jedi once and for all from the galaxy. So Sion joined Darth Treya as her apprentice. He was not alone, however. Another Sith, the Lord of Hunger, Darth Nihilus, became an apprentice of Treya's as well. However, Sion and Nihilus's goals started to differ from those of their master. Furthermore, Sion was becoming frustrated with the abstract approach Treya had to her teachings, and he couldn't stand how her words kept echoing in his head. So the fragile alliance of the Sith Avengers began to fracture. Eventually, Sion and Nihilus then agreed to deal with their master. So together, they confronted her while she was meditating. Sion ruthlessly beat Treya to a pulp, and then Nihilus used his dark side hunger to strip Treya of her connection to the Force. However, they didn't kill her. Instead, she was cast out, and Nihilus became the new Dark Lord. Now Sion went on a Jedi killing spree across the galaxy. Over the course of his purge, he was killed on several occasions, but you know, as before, he just kept getting up each time and slaughtered as many Jedi as he could. Now during this time, he and Nihilus rebuilt the Sith into yet another empire. Once Sion's crusade came to an end, almost every Jedi in the galaxy was extinct. The Jedi Order had publicly disbanded and whatever Jedi were still alive, had gone underground. However, there was a surviving Jedi Master named Atris, who wanted to bring the Sith into the opening to destroy them, but she needed bait. So she drew in another Jedi, who had remained outside known space since the Mandalorian War. Her name was Mitra Surik, and she had been exiled from the Jedi when she had chosen to join Revan in his war against the Mandalorians. But the Jedi Master was able to get Mitra to return to Republic territory, and once the exiled Jedi Knight did, Atris made sure information of her location reached the Sith. Thinking Mitra must be the last of the Jedi, Sion pursued her. The Jedi exile had returned from the Outer Rim after securing transportation aboard the Republic vessel Harbinger when Sion and his Sith assassins came after her. However, Sion's former master, Darth Treya, now going by the name Kreia, interfered as she came to Mitra's rescue in Revan's former ship, the Ibn Hawk. Sion's warship intercepted Kreia and opened fire on the Hawk, but the freighter managed to send out a distress signal and the Harbinger engaged Sion's warship. The Sith Lord allowed the Republic to think they had been defeated, so when they came aboard his vessel, Sion's cloaked Sith assassin sneaked aboard the Republic's ship while Sion played dead. The Republic crew found him, checked to see if he was alive, which he wasn't, as he had been dead for years. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Thinking the threat was neutralized, the crew brought the body to the medical bay on the Harbinger. But the Republic forces had also rescued Kreia from the damaged Ebon Hawk. As Sion's assassins stealthily began to kill the crew, Sion awoke, killed whoever was around him, and started hunting for Mitra. But Kreia got to her first and escaped, but still functioning Ebon Hawk. As she went into hyperspace before Sion could reach them, the Sith Lord was able to assume control of the Republic vessel. He came right after them to the mining world of Paragus II. Once Sion had docked at the mining faculty and had his assassins watch for his prey, Kreia, Mitra, and a prisoner, they all helped a Jedi coming aboard the Harbinger as they searched for an escape route. But unfortunately for the Jedi's party, Sion intercepted them. However, Kreia leapt at her former student wielding a sword, but she was still deafened to the Force. So Sion cut off her hand, but she managed to escape him and join up with Mitra and Ebon Hawk. Though not giving up, Sion continued to chase after them in the Harbinger. But in the ensuing firefight, the volatile asteroids that orbited Paragus were hit by blaster fire and ignited, consuming the Harbinger in their explosion. But of course, Sion remained. Outraged that Kreia was protecting the exiled Jedi, she was so much weaker than him. Sion became obsessed with annihilating everything his former master had held dear, especially Mitra Surik. So, when some time later the Jedi Knight came to Korriban searching for Lona Vash, a master on the Jedi Council who had been captured by the Sith, Sion was finally getting his opportunity to hurt Kreia. If he could kill the Jedi exile, that is. Sion killed the council member and waited for Mitra. When they finally met face to face, Sion warned the Jedi Knight that Kreia would destroy Mitra as she had destroyed Sion. Then they dueled in a vicious battle and every time the Jedi injured him, the Sith Lord would use his pain and the dark side to restore his health. The dude was pretty much immortal, literally. Realizing it was a battle that she couldn't win, Mitra fled the Sith Academy. Now, Sion did not pursue after her. He felt a measure of respect for her after she fought so well against him. So, he let her go. He was certain they would meet again. But soon, the respect the Sith Lord had for the Jedi turned to hate once more. He couldn't get her off his mind. As Sion realized that he had been stricken by her beauty and began to have feelings for her that he could not tolerate. That's right, he got the hots for her. Sion returned to Malachor V, where he encountered Kreia waiting for him. The elder woman had killed the Sith assassins and was no longer cut off from the Force. He learned that she had led Darth Nihilus to his death at Mitra's hands, but she had also betrayed the Jedi exile. Kreia had once again assumed the persona of Darth Treya. Though he initially wanted to kill her, Treya was eventually able to bend Darth Sion to her will and told him to prepare for Mitra's arrival. And when the Jedi did come, after having fought her way through the Sith forces at the Academy on Malachor, she finally stood before Sion once again. He urged her to leave, as Darth Treya would bend her will as she had bent his. Sion thought of himself as Treya's greatest student, even greater than Revan. His betrayal of her had just been one of her tests, which he had passed. Once the two of them began to duel, Mitra struck down the Sith Lord multiple times. Now, of course, he just kept getting back up, so Mitra tried to convince Sion that Treya was only using him as a tool for her machinations. However, Sion was certain that if he could kill the Jedi exile, Treya would have no choice but to make him her true apprentice. Mitra then explained to the Sith Lord how wrong he was, and Treya only respected those who were able to let go of the Force, not beings such as Sion, who depended on it completely 
just to live. Mitra's words resonated with the Sith Lord. Now of all the things in the galaxy, Sion was most repulsed by, it was weakness. That is why he had embraced pain as strength in the first place. But now he saw that his life, or unlife of pain, was ultimately one that was permanently reliant on the Force, and therefore was another form of weakness. Disguised by this revelation, Sion let go of the pain and finally allowed himself to die, much like Vader did at the end of Return of the Jedi. But he did not do so before telling Mitra that she was Darth Treya's weakness, just as she had been Sion's. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this Legends video about Darth Sion. He was a pretty cool Sith Lord, or you know, immortal, and uh, this kind of makes me wonder if this is perhaps the path that Palpatine took to survive episode six and come back in episode nine. So let me know, there are tons of different videos that I'm gonna be making from Legends about all these cool different Sith Lords and their powers and how they survived death. So maybe, you know, they took some inspiration for this uh, from these different lore stories and legend stories from these Sith Lords and maybe applied them to Palpatine for his return. Who knows, it's only a month and a half away now. Hope you're excited. I hope you hit like on this video if you enjoyed these lore videos and have an awesome rest of your day. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.